You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. And welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania Podcast, our final hour review. I'm joined, of course, by Garth. How are you, my friend? Good, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to talking this. It's quite quite a good uh, show. Yeah, not a bad show at all. I think there was where it was good, it was really good. Um, where it was indifferent, I it it struggled to keep my attention. But <laughs> I think the bits that were positive certainly outweighed the negatives. Yeah. Um, we've got. Four matches on the card um, for the TV special final hour this week. Um, of those four matches, one was a squash. Um, yeah. But they gave the matches time to breathe, which was nice. Uh, one of the match went almost 20 minutes. So they, they're they learning, slowly but surely, to just let the wrestling do the talking, which we've been saying for God knows how long. We'd say it's a slammiversary. Yeah. You know? Let the wrestling do the talking. You've got the talent. Just let them wrestle. And slowly but surely, they seem to be doing it with the exception, unfortunately, of uh, poor Eli Drake, who was God. who was subjected to some awful, awful booking in this show. And we'll we'll get into that in a moment. Um, but just just quickly, what do you think of all this Eli Drake nonsense? Um. Well, when they started. Pushing the story, especially when the the showed him sort of quote meet Joseph Park, I thought, and then the, the fact that Joseph Park was like we could own Impact straight away, I was like, yeah, I mean, on that definitely that would have been such a good story, yeah, of them pursuing Don Callis, um, or well, Don Callis being the sort of shadow owner, um, but yeah, I mean, it just seemed to have sort of gone cold straight away on it. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't know. You, you've said before that it feels like they've pulled the plug on an idea and it, it felt very much like this tonight, well, this show I should say, it felt feels like they've swerved us for the sake of a swerve and uh, I don't know I, I wasn't I wasn't into it at all um, mm. but we, we've jumped ahead of ourselves, we started with a match straight into a match, no prelude tonight Apart from the fact that we did get a recap of that sensational Killer Cross promo from last week to lead us in. Which again, if you haven't already watched it, I actively encourage you to go and find it now. It's brilliant. Um, We did start with the Lucha Brothers taking on the OGs in a tag match. The backstory to this match, of course, being that the OGs and King have found that they can get to LAX uh, by attacking Pentagon and Phoenix. This has gone... This has had mixed results uh, for the OGs, um, especially as Conan doesn't seem to give two shits <laughs> if they attack Pentagon and Phoenix, which seems to... Uh, yeah, Conan, absolutely fine with this. In fact, there was a promo, a backstage skit last week, where Conan literally said the words, they can fend for themselves. Yeah, they can laugh themselves. <laughs> and to be fair, if you're going to attack, but you don't attack Pentagon and Phoenix, for God's sake. <laughs> anyway, this match, Garth, opinion. It was really good, really good opener. Um, had a bit of everything. Sort of, obviously, you've got Phoenix 
flipping and flying all over the shop. Yeah. Um, Pentagon, smash mouth. Um, and I, I think um, Hernandez and Homicide sort of get some plaudits as well because they pretty much went sort of blow for blow. Yeah. And there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of dives and stuff like that, but there was some, like, especially from, like, Pentagon and Phoenix, some of the moves they were pulling off together. I've never seen stuff before like that, some of it. Their double teams, Just, especially in that finishing sequence, were uh-huh. absolutely outstanding. Yeah, stuff like Well, definitely stuff I've never seen, like, in that sort of environment on a, basically an American show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, agree. It was just that, like you say, that ending was amazing. Yeah, um, the ending of the match for me was just—it was brilliant, and it really did showcase the talent that Impact have got on their roster at the moment. Um, I thought Homicide and Hernandez started the match very well. Um, Hernandez, despite his significantly bigger size than anyone else in the ring, managed to dive <laughs> over the top rope. That was good, <laughs> which was fairly impressive. Um, Homicide hit rolling suplexes, which was quite cool. Um, a lot of super kicks. Um, the main turning point was when um, Hernandez had got Pentagon on the top rope, was going for some manner of superplex. He gets taken off by um, Phoenix and ends up in this tree, tree of woe position, holding himself up. The most contrived way of taking a move. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I hate it. I do. Um, but he takes a he takes. A double stomp to the groin for his troubles. Um, and then this just ridiculous onslaught of double team moves that just were fantastic. Um, yeah. Phoenix hit a swanton that Jeff Hardy would be proud of. The height he gets on that swanton. I know, he like, even has time to sort of... He does a sort of what when Eddie Guerrero used to do the frog splash and he would curl into the ball a bit. Yeah. He did that, but the other way, and kicked his legs out, and just yeah. He seemed to change direction. It was yeah. uh, it was very very impressive. Um, then we had this double team wheelbarrow thing where Pentagon is in the wheelbarrow position. Phoenix has got Pentagon in the wheelbarrow position, and they sort of sunset flip it so that Phoenix is slammed on top of Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, for the victory, and it was just it was. It was a very, very entertaining match. A very, very entertaining finish. Very, very inventive. As you've said, I don't think either of us have ever seen anything, you know, like and that. The stuff where was it? Uh, Phoenix was st- stood on Pentagon's shoulders. Yeah. Doing sort of missile drop kicks and stuff. It's. I could watch these two wrestle forever. Yeah. Um, these two Definitely. have got fantastic chemistry. Obviously, they're brothers, but you know. They have got fantastic chemistry. Um, what is your opinion of the result of this match? Um, I don't. Th- to be honest, I was like, I was kind of expecting the OGs to win, just for the story. Yeah. Because then, obviously, that's gonna. But then again, do we want more Lex versus the OGs? No. Are they trying to move it away from that? Potentially, and obviously we've said on this podcast before that I think they're killing the feud at the right time. Yeah. Um, before we get sick of it, the only problem is with that is that in the last three big pay-per-view matches, last four if you can, uh, if you count the parking lot brawl, 
OGs have lost four out of four. Mm. They lost to LAX at Slammiversary. They lost to LAX in the car park lot brawl. They lost to LAX at Bound for Glory. And yeah. now they've lost to Pentagon and Phoenix mm-hmm. at Final Hour. And for so you know, they have got an outstanding mouthpiece in King. You know, he's amazing, oh, yeah. but at the moment I'm starting to worry that he is going to get the Bray Wyatt treatment in the fact that <laughs> he is going to speak fantastic words but have literally nothing to back them up with because yet again yeah. they've been thwarted and And you you sort of get the feeling that it's the 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 sort of the booking is, oh, well, it's Hernandez and Homicide. It doesn't hurt them because they're still this sort of revered, legendary tag team. But it is going to start hurting them. Yeah. I mean, you've got to start handing them wins. Even if it's just on Impact TV, you have got to start handing them wins because otherwise... And Impact aren't exactly blessed with a large tag team roster. Yeah. And, you know, you can't really afford to bury one as you are doing the OGs. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see where these tapings in Vegas take us, um, especially as I imagine you know as we get towards the end of the year. Now we'll be building towards um, Homecoming uh, on January sixth. It'll be interesting to see if the OGs have a place on that card because on merit they don't deserve one. No, and they don't unless they're going to feud with Pentagon and Phoenix. There's nothing. Not, no story for them. No. Um, I'd like to see the Lucha Brothers take the tag team titles. And mm-hmm. I think this next bit, this little backstage interchange, could be the start of that. Almost yeah. the little seed. So Conan comes backstage to celebrate with Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, LAX arrive and look quite puzzled as to why Conan's there. Um, Conan says he's just invited pentagon and phoenix to their after party um again ortiz and santana were like all right okay yeah fair enough and they sort of blew it off and it was fine but there was just that moment where you thought pentagon and phoenix and lax oh my god yes all of the yes take my money with conan in the middle yeah absolutely not sure who to support he's known phoenix and pentagon for god knows how long but lax are his boys give me that feud Honestly, yeah. absolutely take my money. And if that is at homecoming, I'd buy that pay per view just for that show. Yeah. You know, aside from the fact that we do an impact podcast. Um <laughs> we then got the debut of Jordan Grace. Um she was taking on Katarina. Um opinions, Garth, on Jordan Grace. Um well it's the first time I've ever really seen her and I totally and utterly agree with um Don Callis. And that she reminds me of a female version of Rhino. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I can see that she's built very, very similar. Um, like short, short, stocky arms, but but sort of really sort of like stout. What made me laugh was she came into the ring and she flexed her biceps, and genuinely, I think her biceps might be bigger than my head. Um, oh yeah, she's, she's built. Yeah. And her nickname, Thick Mama Pump, is just, yeah, sensational. Um, But yeah, basically, this was a glorified jobbing match. Um, It was there to introduce us to Jordan Grace, who obviously rose to a lot more prominence with her um, performance at All In. Um, 
for me, and this might seem a little bit harsh, I think if this is a jobber match or a squash match or a debut for Jordan Grace, should Katarina have got as much offence in as she did? I was going to say that. She seemed to have a lot more of the... She was on top of a lot more of it, and the sort of win for um, Grace seemed to come against the runner play. Yeah, it was... I don't know. I just... It made her look strong. Jordan Grace, obviously, that that press slam was, you know, showed off fantastic mm. strength. But Katarina had the majority of the offense. She had a big boot. She had a sling sort of DDT. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, she's built more consistently as this massive monster. And, you know, it was a jobbing match. You know, it was a squash. Two minutes, 35, the match went. So, I mean, I suppose it does show you the fact that she could take all that beating and then just out of nowhere pull out that bear hug. Yeah. And that's enough to sort of end the match. I am going to say now I absolutely hate the bear hug as a move. I don't it's mind a... it as a move, but it's not. And I it's understand not... that you're squashing the air out of someone and I understand it can be quite an impactful finisher, but I just, looking at it, I hate it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not what I would class as a finisher. No, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. Anyway, um, we then cut to a picture of Brian Cage arriving in Ohio <laughs> um, at the arena and he turns up and some very, very skinny men are outside of Rockstar Pro Arena and they attempt to stop Brian Cage getting in. So good. It was like, um, it's like the, the opening scene on uh, Terminator. It is. It is absolutely like that. When he turns up at the bar and tries to take everyone's clothes. Yeah, it's just fantastic. There's a bit where he lawn darts someone, um, <laughs> reminiscent of Kevin Nash lawn darting Rey Mysterio in the yeah. um, in WCW. Um, he absolutely destroys these men, launches them into the doors, you know, slams them into metal, absolutely destroys him. So he makes his way into the arena, gets into the ring, takes his microphone, says, "I'm here, Sammy. Let's do this." Um. Sammy Callahan does eventually come in with a baseball bat and takes an absolute basting. An absolute <laughs> yeah. basting. Brilliant. Um I really I really enjoyed this angle because it's good. we knew we weren't gonna get a match. Really. Um because with it taking place at Rockstar Pro and it being a match that must have been taped and then inserted into this show, <laughs> we'd have found out a result if there was a match. But what I did like was the fact that all of these people from Ohio eventually just holding Brian Cage in place, swarming him as Sammy hits Cage with the X Division title. And they just all attack him. And I thought it was a nice harkening back to last week when Brian Cage said he was going to drill claw everything. Yeah. I mean, he he did hold them all off and they were coming at him sort of one at a time or two at a time. We did that crazy sort of triple move. Yes. Did he have someone on his back, someone in a suplex or something, and somebody... He did He did something where he slammed like three of them at once. He's just... He's a freak. I love, I love the bit where he just threw Sammy Callan into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just... He is an absolute genetic freak. Um, and... I love him. I yeah. love him. 
I think this angle was perfect. I think the way they did it was perfect. I feel like even though Sammy Callahan came out on top here um, after hitting, eventually the Cactus Driver afterwards and posing with the title, they made Brian Cage look incredibly strong in defeat. Oh, this yeah. is literally the epitome of making someone look strong in defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Taya then cuts a promo. It's standard, really. just says that Tessa's a coward, basically. And that's just coming for the title. Um, yeah. I'll I'll have another match between these two. Um, they mm-hmm. seem to be getting better each time they wrestle. So, you know, if the third one is even better, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure why Taya is suddenly so entitled. That's what I keep thinking. It's like, what? How have you jumped the queue? Well, she called Tessa in a promo entitled, and I was like, "That's a bit rich coming from you." You turned up on a screen and said you wanted a match. Yeah. I mean, because you you are because you're lucha royalty, apparently. Well, yeah, does know that she's married. You know, helps that she's married to uh, John Morrison as well. Yeah. But Mm. yeah, I just felt I, you know, it was a it was a nothing promo really. You know, she was coming for the title. We'd sort of guessed that anyway. It was sort of. Cementing but, what we already knew. So by the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we then had, despite this being a TV special, we still had the Global <laughs> Wrestling Network flashback of the week, and it's like for fuck's sake. But to be fair, did you watch it? No, I didn't. I watched it. It was absolutely amazing. And it was from the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I mean, it must have been. Is it 2008 or 9? In my notes, I've put Impact in 2008, and I know it yeah. was the Motor City Machine Guns taking on Naruki Doi and Masato Yoshino. Yeah. What well, they call uh, Speed Bustle. That's <laughs> fucking terrible. Terrible name. The, the match was absolutely brilliant, though. Like, I watched, because I watched, I started watching it and I skipped forward a little bit, and then I saw what was happening, and I just I couldn't stop watching it. It was so fast. It was so hard hitting. Yeah, it was. It was technically amazing. So I just watched it. it was, I did enjoy it. I just feel like if you are building to a TV special, you know, mm-hmm. which is effectively a mini pay per view, you yeah, should be able that. to fit two hours of shit in without yeah. <laughs> cutting to an, another match from ten years ago. Um, it's it's something that will. It's something that gripes me all the time. <laughs> every week. Every week, I still don't understand why they have to do it. You know. If you haven't got enough stuff to fill your show, cut your time down. Until um, you get until you get a crimson match, I'm gonna be happy. Well, just <laughs> wait till Relic turns up. Oh god, yes. Did you know or, that's um, killer backwards? Oh yeah. Uh, what was um, what was he called? Black Rain, Gold Dust. Oh, big fat Gold Dust. Oh yeah. Jesus, he was enormous, wasn't he? In fairness, I, I shouldn't say that. He was going through a terrible time in his personal life, but yeah, it was alarming just how different Black Rain and Gold Dust are. It's, if you haven't seen them, just have a look and appreciate just how much Dustin Rhodes has managed to turn his turn himself around. Yeah. Um, we then get Moose and Killer Cross delivering promos with Mackenzie. Moose basically talks about how Eddie's been a thorn in his ass. He's you know, he's going to keep. Just... I just burst out laughing when he said a thorn in my ass. He just he looked, as opposed to angry, he just looked put out, which was yeah. better. He just looked like, honestly, this is really getting on my tits now. Can we stop this? 
Um, which was it, the way he delivered it was brilliant. Just I love it how he always sort of makes a point of um, sort of making the interview at is it Kenzie? Yes. He always makes the interview. He goes Kenzie, Kenzie, Kenzie. It's the way he makes her feel so uncomfortable, and it's almost <laughs> uncomfortable watching them, but not enough to it turn is. it off. Um, Killer Cross then gets the microphone, sort of elaborates on what he said last week, said that he's not nervous, sort of shows us his hand, and it's true, he's not nervous, not shaking at all. Nope. Um, and says that he hopes Impact signed the waiver twice. Yeah. Um, Excellent. I mean... No, we'll, we'll wait till we get the main event before we, before we talk about this match, because... Even though the build-up has been fantastic, I felt that, no, I'm not going to talk about it now. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, We then get uh, to see a couple of the fan videos sent to Scarlet for this talent search. Um, We had a man who was clearly high as fuck. (laughs) We had a man in a budget Sinkara mask hula hooping. That was was, um, Sharkboy. Was it the real? Oh, that's right. It was Shark Boy's mask. Yeah. Of course, it was. Um, <laughs> and then we had another man in a lucha mask saying that he could be Scarlet's private security. <laughs> and then my favourite bloke in the world, some guy, just a, a picture of his face, and he just went, "I'm not that great, but why not me?" Yeah. And it was like, "Yes, you, you are absolutely <laughs> the man." I'd love him to turn up on Impact in a couple of weeks' time and just go, I have no talents. <laughs> I have no talents, but I'm hilarious. I just don't see what this is for. Like, oh. No, and I I just I don't see I just don't see how unless Scarlet starts to manage a wrestler from Impact, I don't see where her place is. No. I just how long is how long is she? When did she debut? Oh, fucking. Was it about so six weeks ago or something? Oh no, it was. Um, was it? It was after Slammiversary. I think it was might it? have been the week after Slammiversary. Because it's been nothing. It's been absolutely nothing. Well, what has she done, really? Um, she Just... managed to. I mean, KM and Falabar meet her in this bit. Um, and they sort of say that because, you know, they've she's done so much for them. And you look at them and go, has she done that much? I mean, Falabar got a title match, but KM did that and Austin Aries mm. did that. He, he had nothing to 